Hi folks, welcome to this episode of Kane and Rince Interview Extra, where we sit down for a chat with people doing interesting things in the world of gaming. Today I'm going to be talking to Edenol, the main organiser of the European Speedrunner Assembly. ESA has grown to include a variety of events throughout the year, including a presence at TwitchCon in Berlin, but the main event is in Malmö, Sweden, every year in late July. Last year's event raised a whopping $100,000 for Save the Children. But ESA is much more than a charity event. It is also a place for people to swap tips and tricks on speedrunning and to meet up with friends from all over the world. In 2018, speedrunning records were smashed to smithereens and a good time was had by all, including me. I'm looking forward to having a chat about the ins and outs of arranging a massive charity event with a bunch of audiovisual equipment, as well as talking about the flourishing speedrunning movement and the direction that speedrunning events will take in the future. Hi, Edenal. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Excited cool. to be here. Yeah, yeah, this is my first time doing anything interview related for Kane and Rin, so very, very hyped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be all right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've, um, we've, I think we've chatted a little bit at ESA Summer. I, I was in a Mafia yeah. game with you, I think. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the one game that really mattered. <laughs> Yeah, so Mafia, maybe this is this might be not the best place to start the interview, but maybe if you could explain to the listeners um, the tradition of Mafia at European Speedrunner Assembly. Oh, oh sure. Um, I don't know exactly when it started, but it, it became popular in uh, 2015. Mm. Um, we had this big room, which we didn't know what to do with. Uh, so people set up there and started playing Mafia. And uh, Mafia is a social... Uh, game of deduction for those who, who don't know there's there's uh people in the town and there's people in the mafia and they're trying to uh eliminate each other um i so i i i believe it was uh Nigleria, uh who was one of the founding fathers of mafia <laughs> uh, and he would run around the entire venue and uh yell mafia <laughs> whenever like a game started um and I I joined a lot of games uh, that year, uh, and meta, well, meta strategies evolved during the game. Oh, you can't trust I'd God. He's he's <laughs> all, he's always mafia, but you know, you know that doesn't apply. It's all random, uh, and it's stuck ever since. Um, and it's gonna be a lot of mafia uh, this summer as well. Yep, I don't know if I'm looking forward to it or if I'm kind of dreading it because I am I'm so bad at Mafia. I had no idea what was going on in my two games that I played in the summer. <laughs> you know, you'll you'll pick up. Um, yeah. I had never played Mafia before 15 either, and now I'm just I'm just hooked. <laughs> okay, so for listeners who don't know much about the history of speedrunning events, maybe they don't even know anything much about GDQ. Um, how did the European Speedrunner Assembly get started? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, GDQ because ESA was initially uh, the idea was that ESA would be Games Done Quick Europe. Mm. Um, both ESA and GDQ come from the the forum Speed Demos Archive, mm. um, so it was, it was there it started. Um, I think GDQ had been on for two years, and uh, us guys in Europe wanted to we wanted something here as well. So it was uh, that. That's how it started. Uh, just uh, a forum post. Let's do 
games done quick in Europe. Uh, and and it just went went on from there. Yeah, I mean, it can... I mean, I remember from childhood whenever there would be something big going on in the US and I'd get really jealous and be like, oh, I want this to come to Europe. I want to... I don't know whether it was a game that came out in the US and Japan and never came out in Europe. I just felt really left out. So it's really cool that now there's there's sort of a speedrunning community and a speedrunning event in Europe. And actually, we're sort of seeing that more um, US speedrunners are coming to European speedrunner assembly. There were a couple last year and the rumors I've heard is that more people from the US are probably going to come this year. Yeah, the rumors are correct. I can <laughs> confirm. Yeah. Um, so, as with GDQ, um, European Speedrunner Assembly is also um, about the charity aspect as well. Um, it's sort of a thing now that speedrunning events and charity seem to go hand in hand. Um, so, how did you end up choosing the specific charities that you ended up supporting for the various events that you've had in previous years? So, just to, just to fill in the, the listeners, there's now ESA summer, ESA winter, and last year there was ESA November as well. In yes. November, of course. Yes. Uh, that, that's a very good question. Um, uh, if we go, um, we have to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, hmm. In the beginning, um, the first ESA in 2012, um, Fressyman, uh, he picked the, the charity, uh, something that he uh, he liked, and it was hand-in-hand, hand, um, uh, International Third World Charity. Um, I don't think there was any particular uh, reasoning other than it seemed like a, a good charity. Uh, moving on from that, it became, it became this thing where ESA didn't have a time slot, and Summer Games Done Quick uh, didn't have, really have a time slot. They, we were both moving back and forth a bit, uh, kind of taking turns of uh, being in June or July. Um, so for us, as the, the smaller event, it was very important to us to not agitate Games Done Quick. So we just went with whatever shared the, the date they had. Um, and the summer... Summer events uh, at that time, as as now, uh, support uh, Doctors Without Borders. So we we hopped on that train, um, and Games Done Quick they were managing the uh, the donation tracker for us uh, as well. So it was it was, a bit, it was simple and and easy enough. Um, this was also a time where. You know, the speedrunning community really hadn't started to splinter into sub-communities. There were really only the SDA uh, and uh, Speedruns Live. Uh, Speedruns speed Live were coming up uh, a bit. Uh, but it, the main community still resided on SDA. Um, so it was, it was important to us to keep the one community uh, feeling. Uh, after ESA... 15 games done quick stopped supporting uh the donation tracker for for other events just they they just had too many requests and um yeah they they couldn't keep keep doing it anymore anymore and we didn't have the expertise or staff to to manage the tracker or host the tracker ourselves we were just not there yet uh, 
So that's when Save the Children uh, came along. Uh, we were introduced to Save the Children by Morale. Um, and we were introduced through Morale to Gaming for Good, um, which was a, an aggregate website for uh, Save the Children fundraising, essentially on Twitch. Um, Gaming for Good then offered us to integrate their... If you think about Gaming Good, it's kind of like Streamlabs or uh, Tiltify uh, today. Um, so you could donate uh, through the, the, the chat or you could donate through their site. Anyway, um, they offered to, to build a donation tracker for us. And so they did for ESA 2016. Uh, the tracker worked, worked great and um, that, that, that was really it. So we stuck with Save the Children after that point uh, for, for several years, uh, even though we since then have changed the donation tracker because Gaming for Good is not, it doesn't exist in the same capacity today. Uh, right now we're uh, we're hosting the, our own branch of the same core that the GDQ uh, events use, um, and we're uh, we're working on uh, another iteration on the tracker that that'll give us more capabilities uh, to do what we want with with the tracker and uh, the layouts. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there was then there was yeah ESA uh, Movember. Uh, for some time, we had been. We were kind of feeling that feeling that we were. Were ESA is becoming s synonymous with with uh, Save the Children, uh, and that's great in one way. But in another way, it's, it's really not great. Uh, what if the relationship with Save the Children go goes sour? And um, what if, yeah, a lot of what ifs. So we we wanted to do something something smaller, something experimental. Um, and that's how ESA Movember uh, came about. We were introduced by a former Twitch employee, uh, Phil Hubner, to, to Movember. And they were just like, yes, let's do something. We, lo we love gaming. <laughs> uh, they're, the Movember guys uh, and girls are, are super cool, super easy to work with. Um, so that's that's uh, that's how we came in, in contact with uh, Movember. It was nothing, nothing fancy like just a fifteen-minute Skype call. We're actually thirty minutes, and we ran out of time for uh, for the call. But th that was all it took. Like thirty minutes. Let's do something. Yes. Um, and uh, so that's four. Uh, charities we've been fundraising for, uh, as you, you say, thus far. Uh, and of course, um, this summer we're going to be uh, raising funds for... Uh, for the, the charity is not announced yet. Uh, it's because they're working on... Uh, they're currently working on an event-specific website. Mm. So, but it's a, it's a small research charity. Uh, for for Alzheimer's, that much I can say. 
Uh, and that decision really came about. Uh, there's a lot of people in the ESA organizing stuff that have people uh, close to them, uh, family that, that have been affected by Alzheimer's or dementia. So it was, it, it's kind of our way now to, uh, to do something we're ourselves super passionate about. And that, that, that feels great. Uh, I think it feels really good. Hmm. Yeah, I think, um, so I, I mainly know ESA from um, when you were supporting Save, <laughs> Save the Children because um, my first ESA was last year and that was very much, um, so um, there was a, a sort of saying that was synonymous with what was going on on like um, what the moderators were saying, like because there is this joke at GDQ about um, from, I believe, a Metroid speedrun about whether to kill the animals or not like it's a donation incentive and that's sort of become legendary in yeah. um in speedrunning law so it's the, the joke has become like kill the animals save the children that that kind of thing so that's sort of like i i do i have fallen into the trap of um associating esa with save the children but i think because so many of us don't really either we don't really have the money or we don't really have the headspace that we make regular donations to um, charity a lot of us do make our main donations to charity through these events so having like a range of different charities um that are being represented from year to year i think is is really great um yeah um but talking about variety um so when i've watched speedrunning events um from as far back as I think probably like 2012 up to present day um there is a lot of repetition because people do like the, the point of speed running really is to play the same game over and over and over again until you shave your times down so i don't know how important it really is to make these events fresh year on year do you feel like you have to make the events somehow fresh every time or do you feel like more or less you don't want to change the winning formula apart from maybe swapping the charity or tweaking the um the donation tracker oh i'm all about fresh content i'm all all about that um i i absolutely love when love when there's something something new we can do and i actively go out between events and and search for new new types of content um which we can incorporate in, into ESA. Um, for last summer, uh, the final run of the event uh, was a four-player race. Uh, it was a best of NES uh, best mm -hmm. of NES race. So it was a small marathon within the marathon uh, where four players were battling out who could beat the, these ten games uh, as quick as possible. That was something we went out and approached uh, the NES community about. Can you do you want to do this? Can we do something together? Uh, we think it would be really cool to have it. Um, so I try to try to go out and find stuff like that uh, and encourage them to submit to the event. Uh, this year, to keep it fresh, uh, we're going to be having uh, Warp World. Uh, and crowd control featured uh, at the event. I'm really, really excited about that. Um, 
what else are we going to be having? Uh, there, there might be some some really cool announcement in the future. It's nothing I can I, I can talk about right now. Um, but there's also speed gaming who will be coming to ESA. Uh, speed gaming run by Fiesel. Um, they'll mm, they'll not be doing content on uh, the main charity stream, but they'll be doing uh, a lot of live tournaments at and uh, from the event. Uh, if you uh, another example, um, the Super Mario 64 relay races mm. or relays. Uh, that's something that I pushed for really hard to get in. Um, there was, we didn't know if it was going to be great or if, or if it was going to be an absolute disaster. But I think it was the the right mix of chaos and and uh, uh, and enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was um, donation reading for the relay in summer, at least yeah. for I think for the first half of it, and it was just so fun to watch. And um, I felt a bit sorry for Lador because I think she was like getting people into queues and making sure everybody <laughs> was lined up properly, and it looked kind of stressful from an organizational standpoint. But everybody who was taking part was just having so much fun, and people were like practicing really hard, like they were taking it really seriously in the run up as well, like but in a good way. It was it was really fun, and also Geo Gesser was a highlight from last year that was kind of really unexpected. Oh um, yeah, Geo Gesser was it was great. Um, <laughs> I, I think that those guys are planning something new for this year. I've heard mm. um, that that community, uh, the Hackathon guys, uh, they always have something cool up their sleeve. Mm. Um, I don't know if you caught the awful relay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also like who would have thought that would be one of the most memorable runs of the event? Like yeah. if you weren't there, I mean maybe it's one of those runs where you need to actually be in the room and yeah. feel the energy. Um because you could you could really feel it. Uh, I remember GeoGuessr specifically. I was walking into the room and I was in, in the back of the room. And I was thinking, what the hell's going on here? And then I, I got stuck there for 20 minutes, standing, watching, cheering. It was it was great. <laughs> uh, that never happens. Never happens to me that I I, I, I... I was just standing here. I didn't even go to sit down. I was stand, standing there for 20 minutes and watching the end of the run. Uh, that's when you know something's really great. Mm. Uh, and I mean, li like I said... I love those oddballs that that just sucks you in. Um, and I mean, if fresh, uh, the gaming uh, and scheduling committee they try not to do too many repeats, and they try to put in uh, exciting uh, categories. Uh, I think there's only like one third of the games that have been accepted so far are your traditional any percent or a hundred percent runs uh which are the two most well two normal categories um so i think that says a bit of uh, a little bit about um what type of runs are featured in uh, in these events yeah um, but I also find that the ESA does still have um, the things that you would expect and the cup, like, I have certain speed runs that are like comfort food for me to watch, like Pokemon runs are always 
um, very comforting. For other people, it's uh, Zelda runs. Um, thinking of another example. Um, you do have quite a lot of... Last year's um, Stream 2 had a lot of JRPG runs, which aren't everybody's cup of tea, but some people absolutely love them. And I'm one of those people who absolutely loves watching a, a long speed run of a JRPG. So it's sort of like... And because it's 24 hours, you can tick all the boxes, really, because, well, apart from Stream 2, which isn't 24 hours, but Stream 1 is 24 hours. So you can just, like, run through all the different categories and everybody's got something they can watch during the marathon that will that will appeal to them, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That That's, that's the entire point of the, the two streams. Uh, they should never have content that is overlapping. So if mm. there's RPGs on, on one stream, there will be platformers or uh, RTSs or action games on, on the other. Um, they should always be complement to each other. Yeah, because um, people can just like, if they're not actually at the venue and at home, if they're not enjoying what's on stream one, they can just hop over to stream two. And if they're in the venue, maybe get some of that legendary ice cream on the way. <laughs> yeah. Please never change the ice cream machine. That was people talked so much about the ice cream machine last year. It was ridiculous. Oh, the ice cream's <laughs> bad. The ice cream's not going anywhere. Promise. Good, 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 good. Um, so it was actually um, me and Oramit went to watch um, Detective Pikachu um, at the weekend um, with Harper. And um, so Oramit is for people at home who don't know who Oramit is. He's in charge of a lot of the technical stuff at ESA and um, he was talking to us about um, the side of like hooking up all the consoles at ESA and what's the most tricky to actually broadcast on stream and he was saying that the Mega Drive is really really hard because it this is way beyond my understanding but something like the signal isn't straightforward to to sort of convert or something um, so from a technical standpoint, is there any sort of console where if a run gets accepted, you're like, oh, that's so difficult to set up <laughs> because the thing with, with speed running for people back home is that, um, emulations, um, some boards for speed running ban emulations. So it has to be done on original hardware for the run to count. So yeah, which um, is there any consoles which, from a technical standpoint, are just a complete nightmare for the event, or have you got everything covered? Uh, personal opinion, I absolutely loathe N64s. Really? Yeah, uh, that's the that's the console by far that that has caused the most problems. Mm. Um, and that's there's two reasons for that. Um, the main reason is that the N64 doesn't output uh, RGB natively. Uh, okay. And we made a conscious decision a uh, few years back that we're going to do only RGB capture. We're not going to do uh, composite or S-video unless we absolutely, absolutely need to. Um, for those who are not familiar with uh, these fancy terms, um, it's um, RGB uh, is the best picture quality you can get of a retro console. Uh, composite is the yellow plug, which you plug into the TV, and S-Video is the weird plug we only have in Europe. Or is it, was S-Video more popular in the United States? Uh... I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe it was. Yeah, 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 sorry. Uh, S-Video is something that's uh, ma mainly a thing in the uh, North America, because they mm. didn't have the SCART standard, uh, which ah. we luckily had in, in Europe. 
Um, oh, so, okay. Uh, we only capture RGB. And the N64 doesn't output RGB natively, so we need a modified console. And we don't have stock consoles in-house of N64s, and they're quite rare. Um, mo a lot of the runners do have modded consoles, consoles uh, right now, but it's it's happened more than once and more times than I care to uh, care to admit that we've we've been starting a run. Oh sh! I don't have an RGB N64. We need to go find one. We're just gonna fix that for the summer to get some in-house consoles uh, for that. Uh, but other than that, um, retro consoles such as the Mega Drive or Genesis or SNES or NES, uh, they output a signal that's off-spec. So it runs slightly faster than the standard uh, TV signal, or slightly slower. And this co causes the um, uh, most capture equipment to, to just not accept the signal, or skip a frame here and there, or lose signal for five seconds. Uh, we've come quite far um, where we where we have a video processor in the capture chain which nor which is good enough so it can it can handle these uh, uh, varieties uh, or, or these uh, um, these off-spec signals um, so those consoles are generally not a problem it's a problem you can solve by purchasing your way out of it uh, mm. Unfortunately, it works now. Uh, we've been using the same system for for I won't, I'm gonna say three years now without any major changes. But the absolute nightmare is old PC games. Ooh, oh God, yeah. they are absolutely terrible. I mean, if we're talking um, DOS games, mm. they have a tendency to run in various resolutions, swapping all the time. So there's oh, one resolution yeah. in the menu, there's one resolution in uh, with when there's a movie or cutscene playing, and there's one resolution for certain uh, certain stages, and they just swap around. So there's there, there's no way of saying, okay, you're going to capture X amount of pixels uh, times Y amount of pixels. No, 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 that that doesn't work <laughs> because it's it's changing all the time. Um, so that's again when when video processors uh, come into play. Um, you just stretch to four by three, and that's how you solve it. Mm. Uh, and yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, variations. If someone comes in with a PAL uh, Super Nintendo, I I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that's also a nightmare console because mm -hmm. the 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 plug is the same for RGB, um, mm -hmm. but the internal wiring is entirely different. So if you use uh, uh, GameCube or uh, SNES uh, North American uh, RGB cable, you're just gonna get a black picture. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those consoles that have they needs their own. Uh, own RGB cables. It's it's just a nightmare, and that's something that runners sometimes forget. Uh, they forget to tell us, "Oh, I'm gonna run this. Uh, I'm gonna run the PAL version." Mm. Yeah, because you wouldn't normally expect that for older games because of um, oh gosh, I'm gonna embarrass myself here, but um, because NTSC is 
faster somehow. <laughs> yes, uh, it, uh, NTSC runs in 60 frames, roughly mm. 60 frames a second, whereas PAL only runs in 50. So it's a, uh, it, it's a, it's a lot slower. Mm. Um, how difficult is it actually with 3DS games? Because aren't ca- well DS as well, isn't it hard to capture those? Like capture cards are really rare, I've heard, or is it not? Yes, uh, yeah. they are rare, and I think one of the one of the few people that sold them uh, filed for bankruptcy uh, not Ooh. long long ago. Um, oh they're they're really rare, but the people that run DS and 3DS games, they'll most they'll they'll have their own capture. Uh, they'll they'll just bring their own console, which has the capture card in ah. it. Uh, and it's just a USB cable hooked up to a PC. Mm. So that's you're you're entirely right that it's it's uh, it's a technical difficult. It's yeah, it's it's technically difficult. But mm. since the runners always bring their own console and games, um, it turns out uh, for us it's not very complicated, mm. which is great. Yeah, I mean. If, if people come with the stuff that they can just use out of the box, then that's that's probably the best. Yeah, the least uh, stressful three, a 3DS thing. will fit in your in in your uh, in your pocket. Uh, PS4 mm. might not. <laughs> uh. Oh gosh, I had so many problems getting to ESA Summer because my suitcase was so heavy because I had a PS4 and a PS3 in it. Ouch. <laughs> oh dear, not going to do that again this year. So. Um, Bit of a hard question, but over the entire course of ESA, could you narrow it down to maybe one or two runs that you think are most memorable or nostalgic for you personally? And I mean, of course, this is not like saying anything about the people you don't mention. It's just like a personal a personal preference of a, a run that sticks in your head. Ooh, I can think of two occasions uh, yeah uh, um, the Super Mario 64 relay of 17 mm. uh, was my personal highlight uh, I was doing uh, the star at Womp's Fortress and I was doing the final Bowser throw mm. uh, and I failed because uh <laughs> Mr. Shasta had lost Mario's cap. Mm. Okay, I can't really blame him for, for, for me failing, but he had lost Mario's cap in, in an earlier stage. So mm. Mario was taking much more damage from Bowser, uh, and mm. I got hit by Bowser and died. Oh. Uh, so I had to redo the stage. Uh, but it was all good. We, we beat the game in two hours. Uh, I uh, Another run I remember, but not in a fond way, uh, was... The Batman race of NES Batman of 2016, mm. and that was not because of the the players there. It was because we had uh, we had some difficulties with equipment, uh, cables breaking, uh, yeah, just e- equipment breaking. So we couldn't we couldn't start the run, and I think we went over with I don't know if it was two hours or something, and I was sweating i had nightmares uh i was if there was ever a low point uh of my esa career that was it 
Uh, and that's also when the Batman rule uh, came along. You, you know you've messed up when you when you name a rule uh, <laughs> after a, an event. Mm. Like, if someone would say, uh, uh, do an Edenal, uh, or... Uh, or do a do a Charlotte, uh, which would be uh, claiming amnesia during mafia. <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in there. Uh, I mean, that's that's when you name something after someone. I think uh, Games Done Quick had the Nigleria rule, and uh, uh, th- there's a couple of rules named after people. Um, mm. And the Batman rule is if a setup takes too long and just move on, cut the game, uh, move on. And we didn't do that back then, which we should have. So those mm-hmm. are two runs that are very, uh, very, very memorable to me. Yeah, I think um, really, it does. It didn't feel like there was any slippage of like the schedule at all. Well, there would have been, obviously, but it felt like you were running a really tight ship in terms of the schedule last year obviously people went over sometimes and people often went under but thankfully I think a lot of people really overestimated their runs because when people have to give their own estimates I think a lot of people are too afraid to give an estimate that's too low and to embarrass themselves by going over so it sort of manages itself a little bit perhaps yeah Um, it goes both ways people give too uh, generous estimates or they give too uh, greedy estimates uh, because they think if they put an estimate, if their PB is 50 minutes and they give an estimate of uh, 110, they think the game won't be accepted because uh, the time's bad, essentially. Mm. But that that's not how it works. Uh, the game and schedule crew always go through uh, the leaderboards and confirm and double-check the times and PB. So estimates and submissions doesn't matter so much. Okay. Uh, but you, you're right. Uh, we did run a very tight ship, and we have been for the even ever since uh, ESA seventeen. We've mm-hmm. been running a very very tight ship on uh, on scheduling uh, and and tech in general, not going more than one or two hours tops off the original schedule, mm. which is amazing over the course of a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all it takes is one or two games to go maybe 20 minutes over, really long games, and then it just has would have this massive knock-on effect, I imagine. Yeah. But then the then the schedule team, have they, they do have buffer games uh, mm. every day for which they can decide to um, cut, or shorter games, like games that are 30 to 45 minutes, which they know that they can move around if they need to. So there, there's always a backup plan to catch up or uh, get some time back. Yeah. So um, I wanted to bring discussion to the atmosphere at ESA because um, when I went to ESA at first, it was probably like last year, it was my first meeting with like-minded gamer people for an entire week in a in a what's to me a a foreign country so it was really intimidating but actually when I got there everybody was just so friendly and accepting and maybe there were little there were fights between friendship groups and some people didn't get on with others as well but just only what you'd expect in a in a meeting of hundreds of people 
Um, it was a very pleasant atmosphere and also the moderators, um, the offsite moderators and the donation reading team were working really hard to make sure that the Twitch side of things stayed very civil and friendly. Um, so how do you think you fostered this environment of um, friendliness? Maybe you can remember a time when it might not have been so friendly, but from what I've seen, it's it's a very sort of healthy um, environment that you've um, built up around ESA. And I think that's why people want to go back every year because it really is just like meeting up with, with friends um, more than taking part in anything competitive or, yeah. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right. Um... Uh, and and it wasn't always friendly, mm. to be honest. Um, um, at I would say uh, the year between ESA thirteen and fifteen, maybe sixteen, um, ESA was kind of instead of trying to be just ESA. To, to create uh, our own culture, atmosphere, uh, vision, and our own event, we were trying to be a competitor to GDQ and other speedrunning events. So a lot of our motivation for doing stuff came from a negative place. You know, I mean, we, we need to do... We need to do this better than Games Done Quick or... We need to do this differently than games done quick. Instead of, we need to, or we want to do, we want to shorten setup times, or we want to have interactive uh, intermissions, or we want this because it's what we're passionate about. Uh, and I think that uh, that there was a big change in uh, uh, when when planks uh, became more involved with. Uh, with ESA. Um, he got involved in 14. After 14. I, no, he came to... Th yeah, he came to 14. Uh, and he's, he uh, really inspired the whole team to, to change um, and to be more... to try to see... I mean... to do things from a positive angle than doing it from, an, from a negative angle. Uh, mm. To be... ESA rather than being a, a, a polar polar opposite to something else. Mm. Uh, I think a big a, a really big change came in um, in uh, at ESA Winter 2017. Yeah, that was the first ESA Winter. Um, we had been seeing our 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 chat being very. I don't want to say toxic, but not entirely positive. Let's put it that way. Mm. Uh, so we we had a, we had long ch chats about this. We don't want to be a, an event for for where people come because they're banned from other events. We want to be a, be an event where people come because they enjoy ESA. Uh, so we really at that point we we uh, we decided that we're going to be a super positive event. Yeah, we're, we're going to be a very... We want to do things for good. We want to do something... Things we love. And I think from that point out... As that spread down from organizers to team leaders to... Um, seniors to, to volunteers... 
that atmosphere has has now finally settled in uh, with the culmination of, of ESA summer last year, and we're we're still carrying on that uh, that positive atmosphere. Um, it's not it's not been easy. Um, mm-hmm. There's been tough calls, uh, um, and w- when uh, when things surface like people in the speedrunning community do something stupid and there's drama about it. There's always mm-hmm. a cry out, you need to, to us that you need to ban these people. Um, and we're, we're constantly on watch for what happens in the, the bigger community, but we can't really ban someone for what they've done outside of our event. And we can't, we don't go ahead and like, take uh preemptive actions against anyone mm. uh, we, and we're a firm believer of second chances so we don't do when we when we uh when we need to we don't ban someone for for life we mm. uh we always put a time limited ban because i mean pe- people change people do stupid things but if you can't forgive them, then you're no bo- no better than than, than them. Hmm. If they've changed, of course. There's hmm. people that don't, but that's that's another story. Um, so anyway, uh, we uh, we decided there and then in, in seventeen that we we want this to be a very positive event, and we've been enforcing those rules on stream, and I- in moderation. Um, it's not always been uh, uh, an easy easy path uh, but it's as long as you're as long as you're leading by example I think and you firmly believe in your in, in your vision and what you're trying to accomplish uh, no one no one can blame you for that and I think that's very important uh, something I try to try to echo uh, to just stand up for what you believe in and don't I mean, if someone's criticizing you with without just cause, I mean, mm. if if you're doing something, you're doing something for for a reason. Let's say I, let, I, I think we're a little bit off topic, but let's say um, we would do let's see so, something that we've been criticized for let's, let's say talk to, let's say the second stream we we do the second stream because we believe it uh we believe it's a good addition to the event there's a mm. lot of people that don't like it but yeah we, it's something we believe in so we're going to continue doing it mm-hmm. um that went way out of talk, topic but yeah <laughs> um esa stays positive because the positive people come back essentially yeah um so i i've noticed there's this like as you say there's this very positive at least in summer when i went there's a very positive energy um at esa which just i think must just self-perpetuate and also i think what plays a really important role is all these individual communities that are getting together at esa whether it's the gta marathon people or it's the french people with their baguettes um 
yeah, yeah. I, ju- I just i loved the french guys last year with with their their coming to other people's streams uh, other french people's streams with their baguettes it was it was great fun um so just all these people and, and also the um the benelux group of speedrunners um all these people who come together for other speedrun marathons whether it's online or offline and then they also get together at the bigger esa event and it just can see all this energy of people who arrange their own events and people for example dante who was doing a documentary on speedrunning there's just so much creative energy at esa which means that people like me who don't actually i've tried speedrunning but i'm not any good at it (laughs) but i enjoy the topic like i can just go there and be inspired and want to write about speedrunning and interview people about speedrunning so it's just like you don't even have the good thing about ESA is you don't even have to be the best speedrunner in the world or the best speedrunner in your game or even in the top 30 in your game to come and feel welcomed which is brilliant yeah yeah i agree it's 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 great i mean there's there's always something uh, something you can do or a community you can you can resonate with whether it be um, you, you just want to sit there and play arcades or you want to sit catch the meme game of the year or you want to do board games you do mafia you just want to watch the stream there's so much to do yeah there's there's all those um, last year there was a bunch of side conference rooms where people could just duck away and do some practice or they could play um, there was also a and d evening i think and then eurovision evening as well <laughs> <laughs> so many different fan groups just get together and oh, it's brilliant um and we're it, missing out on eurovision tonight oh I should, yeah eurovision tonight what yeah it's it's now huh it's the qualifiers oh i thought the actual event i was like usually that's oh no Saturday, that's Saturday. right uh, okay yeah um yeah i come from a country well i live in a country that's a bit more i think germany's a bit more fond of eurovision but UK has a really weird relationship with Eurovision, as you can imagine. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so we've talked about a memorable run, a couple of memorable runs for you. But is there any point in the history of ESA where you can remember taking a step back and thinking that you were really proud of the progress that you've made when you could see some sort of tangible growth that had happened in ESA and you just took a moment to say, you know, I'm really pleased with what we've achieved. I, th- I think uh, w- one moment uh, that happened fairly recently, uh, I always go to the same supermarket to, to buy groceries, uh, which is quite close to our house. Uh, and I was wearing one of my ESA hoodies uh, one day. Uh, and uh, the the guy in the cash registry uh, recognized the, the logo type. Oh, I love ESA. I love TMR. That's like, Wow. <laughs> People know ESA um, that might not. Uh, pe- I mean, people people know ESA. Uh, I people and people seem to know speedrunning. Uh, I mean, if if I've helped to uh, to achieve that spread of speedrunning, that's mind blowing. That's really really something something else. I, th- I think anytime someone com- comes up to me and approaches me, uh, someone I don't know and are familiar with, with ESA or speedrunning, I think that's 
that's when I can really look back and say, wow. I've been a part of this. I've been a part of... I've been a part of growing speedrunning. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's really, really neat. I mean, I remember the first time I became aware of speedrunning really properly as like an event-based thing. Like I'd heard of it before, but not really internalized what it was, was only January last year when I saw um, when AGDQ was going on. And I just, you know, the first thing that came up when I was looking for a similar event in Europe, which people will do, they'll be like, oh, I really want to go to an event like this. It looks so cool. And but it's in the US. How am I going to get to the US? It's so expensive. And then they'll look for the biggest event in Europe that does speed running. And the first thing that will pop up is ESA. And it's in Sweden, like in a really beautiful city. And it's just, you know, really cool idea for a holiday. And then, yeah, you know, and then you f- fall deep in like I have with watching speed runs all the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can't help yourself right no it's like uh, you know I, I can watch the same game over and over again now and i just don't get bored of watching final fantasy runs it's um it's becoming a problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so where do you think like it, it's 2017 you were in fort knox stadium in um i'm gonna mess up the pronunciation vecchia yeah that's good vecchia okay Fekra, okay. Um, and people were um, sh- living in mass housing for the event and it was in sort of a stadium yeah. sort of surroundings. And then 2018, you're in a hotel, um, really, really nice accommodation with popcorn machine and ice cream machine and lovely staff and um, all very affordable. Just, just, it really felt like being on holiday. So that just felt to me, look, I didn't go to 2017, but it looked like quite a big jump. Um, so how can you imagine the ESA will get even bigger, not just in that in the terms of like accommodation, but also like um, in terms of how the event is um, organized and the games and things like that? How do you imagine it growing in the next couple of years? Maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll be facing more challenges when the PS5 and the successor to the Xbox One come out in the next couple of years. Yeah, when we need to swap to seriously consider 4K capture. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh gosh. gosh. Please, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't want to. Oh, you're you're putting, really putting me on the spot here. Uh, you know, what, it's, what you it, can say, not, don't say anything that makes no, you I uncomfortable. No, I mean, the observation that we moved from from a stadium and we had mass housing and it was there was uh, uh, accommodation was problematic um that's entirely right and that's a, that's the entire reason why we moved to uh, a conference hotel mm. in malmo uh, that's something that gdq did a, a long time ago um but i mean the the problem with 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 ESA and growth is mm. never gonna be games and people. It's yeah. always going to be uh, finding the right venue. Mm. Uh, and that's a that's a really big big issue. If we keep growing at this size, this summer event's already gonna be 
fairly crowded. We've already sold more tickets today uh, than we had than we sold for the entire last event. Mm. Uh, we also have more conference uh, conference room this conference rooms this time. Uh, mm. But when when we outgrow this hotel, which I think we're going to be doing often next summer, uh, where do we go from there? That's that's the real question. Um, we can't really go, or rather, we don't want to go to Stockholm. Mm. Uh, we don't want to go to Gothenburg. We we want to stay in uh, the uh, Ersons area with Malmo and Copenhagen. Mm. Uh, yeah. And there's there's really only one or two options. There there's the uh, uh, Malmo Conference Center, which is which is very close to the hotel where we're at uh, at now. Uh, but then, then it's then you're not gonna have uh, the comfort of mm. having the hotel in the same in in the same uh, in the same space. It's only gonna be two minutes, two two or three minutes walk in summer. So mm. that's that's not bad. But there there's there's a there there's value to being able to just walk around in your slippers and <laughs> <coughs> take the elevator to, to your room and go sleep. Mm. Um, and it's also, um, it's also when, uh, when you go to a conference, conference space, like, uh, the Malmo arena conference, uh, you need to think a lot more about decoration, uh, cause mm. it's, it's going to be an empty hall. It's going to be essentially dream hack, uh, big mm. empty space it's going to be a lot like the stadium so you need to you need like a couple of days to just put up banners lights uh, to make it really look look cool i don't know um i don't know where we're going from there uh mm. maybe it's uh it really becomes a convention with uh 10 streams 10 communities 20 communities i don't know 50 communities <laughs> uh, there, there's there's speed gaming, there's ESA, there's uh, there's GSA with um, their tournaments. There's um, there there's an RP or ESA RPG. I, I don't know. I mean the the there's so much potential. There's so much potential what you can do um, w once the once the numbers grow. Yeah, uh, I guess I guess part of the question for you is that. You don't want it to grow exponentially and to lose that community feel. Exactly. Mm. Um, so there's the we're, we're it's worth considering just just trying to stop the growth or slow the growth so we can so we can stay uh, in, in the in the conference hotel we're at uh, a while longer. Mm. Yeah, I think um, those of us who really value the um, the legendary ice cream will appreciate us staying in that hotel for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I uh, I don't know. Maybe you make the event. Uh, I mean, I mean, th there's also the um, with the addition of the winter event moving to mm -hmm. to Malmo next winter. Mm -hmm. uh, 
with the ice cream machine. Maybe there's there's going to be a, a little bit of split for people. So some people go to summer, some go to winter. Uh, mm -hmm. Same place, same hotel, same. Um, so maybe that'll slow the growth a bit for summer. But um, I don't know. It's it's going to be exciting. Uh, we're planning for contingencies at least. Uh, mm. But we don't. We really don't know yet. I I think it would be really cool if ESA ended up being five streams, uh, and there really wasn't uh, a dedicated RPG channel, and there was a dedicated uh, retro channel, and there was a. I mean, if the mainstream became just the best of the best, uh, all. All super. It, it's already super. All all all, all runs are exciting um mm. but i mean if you th there's a there's a segment of, of runs that really doesn't get uh get the chance to see the light of day mm. which which i think could work on a dedicated let's say retro stream or uh, a dedicated rpg stream i don't mm. know Th there's Again, there's so much potential. There's so much you can do. Yeah, and we don't know also... where we don't know where competitive speedrunning is gonna go. Oh, with, exactly. Yeah. Uh, with uh, pace uh, and GSA, I think that's. I think there's a place with that somewhere uh, at mm. ESA, in in the future. Uh, I don't think that's something that ESA is gonna be looking into doing ourselves because it's mm. not something that we're comfortable with uh, right now. But bringing in those people. Uh, I think that would be cool. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to see where um, where this is, you know, where where the future of ESA is going, and also to go to the event this summer. Um, I've already got my ticket booked and my hotel booked, and not got my Juby card yet. But um, yeah, um, maybe we could finish off actually by explaining what this special arcade machine is that. Um, Planks and Oromit are kind of really <laughs> <Yeah>. getting into. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I heard Oromit got his own uh, controller for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I gave it a go. We, me and um, Harper were at his um, for a board game night about a uh, month ago, and he showed us the machine, and I was like so scared of breaking it because I didn't want to hammer on the keys too hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I when I explain it to people who don't know what it is, I explain it uh, as a combination of Guitar Hero and Whack-A-Mole. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's pretty accurate actually <laughs> it is right yeah um uh, it's just a japanese music game music rhythm game um where you have a four by four uh keypad um and the key the keys are uh transparent and overlaying uh, a display and underneath uh you'll see um notes pop up and you need to time them and it's super fun super addictive uh, and the machine is very good looking. I was playing. I was playing some Ubit earlier this morning, so uh, I'm I'm getting there. I'm addicted too. <laughs> yeah, I I I see that I'm gonna be spending a lot of time on that ESA this year. <laughs> yeah, good thing we're gonna be having three then. Hmm. Wow. Cool. So, um, just gonna finish off by saying that the um, the next ESA event, as we've talked about, is ESA Summer, which will run from the 19th to the 28th of July at the Nordic Choice Hotel in Malmö, Sweden. 
Um, stream one and stream two of the event will be viewable from the comfort of your own sofa at twitch.tv forward slash ESA marathon and twitch.tv forward slash ESA marathon two. Updates on the schedule and further news are also available at esamarathon.com. For now, I'd like to thank Edenal for taking part in this interview so late on a Thursday evening. And many thanks to you listeners for tuning in. Bye.